You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. It is Friday, Jake, and it has been a long week. The Friday has arrived. It has been a long week. Just the weather, our failed top ten Thursday yesterday. Jeez, <laughs> hard on yourself, though. dude. It was it was brutal. I said to be yourself. Honest. I didn't even take credit for that. <laughs> you weren't as bad as we thought, Jake. Uh thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for being along for the ride. <laughs> uh, plenty to discuss over the uh, next two hours. Boy, uh, we got a busy weekend ahead of us. Yeah, we do. We we really and it all starts today. Um, you got action literally all day long. So if you love sports, mm-hmm. it stays for you. Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. Perhaps uh, what you're anticipating or looking forward to the most this weekend, besides the majority of us, of course, being off. Yeah, that too. Um, I think we have to start with last night before we preview yeah. today, though. And last night was not kind uh, to girls basketball in our area. I believe we started the night with uh, 12 area teams in the hunt for championships. I do the math. Uh, we still have seven, I believe. Once we got our I team on the family community Christian family Christian community <laughs> and that whole there's two schools one named family community, community and another one named family Christian community yeah do you think they get their mail confused even I'm though sure they're they separated do. by I'm sure they do um, one's in Winsboro the other one's in I don't know I just knew one of them was in Winsboro well I digress but anyway I think our team in Winsboro is not in the postseason. <laughs> That would be FCCS, <laughs> yes. yes. So, but we do have uh, seven area teams still in the hunt for state championships. But, yes, overall, some of the big uh, heavyweights in northeast Louisiana and girls basketball went down last night. Yeah, and I, the biggest, uh, Washita, uh, Class 5A, number four team, was hosting number five, Zachary. I was out there last night, and they fell 62-58. to 58. Now, this was an interesting game because Washita led, I would say, for the majority of the game, and you get into the fourth quarter. Actually, before you get into the fourth quarter, the very end of the third quarter, uh, Michaela Etienne throws up a, sh- a prayer from, it looked like the free throw line, like past half court all the way to the opposing team's free throw line. It was an incredible shot. Throws up a prayer, doesn't bank it, it goes in. And that put Washington up 47-40 to 40 entering the fourth quarter. And that was a cool sight because the crowd goes crazy. Uh, Amber Abazi Ford bumps uh, Michaela. They were feeling it. They were all excited. But the problem was, Washita was in foul trouble. Mm. And Michaela and uh, Deja Walker, they're two senior guards who have been so special for them. And Deja was incredible last night because um, Zachary would go on runs. Like they would close the gap. They would get within one point, two point, three points. And every single time they did that in the third quarter, I counted four different times, Deja would come down and knock down a big shot to, to keep the momentum on Washita's side. Well, she had to come out. She had four fouls. Michaela got a foul early in the fourth quarter. She had to come out as well. So with both guards on the bench, Zachary makes its move. They get the lead, and they don't surrender it. Four-seed Washita goes down at the Madhouse. They will not be advancing on 
Zachary is the number five seed. We'll now move on to the semifinals in the 5A bracket. In 4A, I was out at Neville. Really a pretty cool story out there. Lori Gimbalot has been the head coach at Neville for 18 years. This was their fifth appearance in the quarterfinals. The four previous, they've been knocked off in the quarters. And a lot of those were uh, squeakers, uh, nail biters. This time around, it was no nail biter in the fourth quarter. Uh, Neville takes care of business 59 to 44. Cool scene, just the celebration and the emotion that you could see what this meant to her and her program. They finally get over that quarterfinal hump, and Neville is heading to the 4A semifinals as a number three seed. Here's uh, Coach Gimbalot after the game, and you can certainly uh, tell how excited she is that her Lady Tigers are marching on. What does this mean? Can you put it into words? You're going to the semifinals. I really can't put it into words right now, Erin. I'm just so proud of these girls from the seniors on down. You know, we've talked about it all season since getting beat last year in the quarters. What is it going to take to get there? And they laid it on the line tonight. They didn't quit. They kept their composure. Sam is a great team. My God, they got firepower everywhere. But we did what we were trying to do all year long, get that to get over that hump and give those girls a chance to have a state championship game. The emotion afterwards, was that just years of outpouring? It was. It really was, Ann, because so many times I've had a group of seniors that lose by three and five just because, you know, the little things we didn't do. And I was like, finally, this group right here that's been working hard for four years, they're going to get a chance to go play in the state tournament. Happy for her and LA Tigers. And, yeah, there were a lot of people that you could hear the, the band in the background. It's cool. Probably one of the largest crowds, if not the largest crowd I've seen out there for a Neville girls game. Yeah, you could sense that that was an incredible atmosphere just all around you in, during that interview. Uh, and 3A, uh, bad news for Northeast Louisiana. Wasman falls to the top seed, South Beauregard. And the Carroll girls, they put up a fight as a number four seed. But Madison Prep, too tough. They come into Carroll's house and win 41-38. to 38. In 2A, uh, Rabel as the number seven seed looking to pull the upset versus Lake Arthur. It does not happen. They fall 68-52. to 52. In 1A, news much better. Uh, we knew we were going to get somebody out of this Delhi-Lincoln prep game matchup. We did. The Lady Bears, of course, the number one seed. They advance on the big win, 65-34. Arcadia takes care of Tensaw, 42-36. That sets up that semifinal matchup between Delhi and Arcadia. Hey, a great story developing down in uh, Jonesboro. Uh, Christy Hodge, former player there. In fact, I think she played in 1988 for Jonesboro. Led them, I believe, to the semifinals. First year as the head coach there. Yeah. First time they're back now in the semifinals That's since awesome. 1988. They take care of business of against uh, North Central 58-46. to 46. Uh, you go down a little bit farther in other classifications. Summerfield wins against Starks. They're in the semifinals. They will square off against Atlanta, who beats Reeves 64-44. to 44. Uh, Cedar Creek season comes to an end. They lose to Southern Labs 65-51. to 51. And, hey, uh, Claiborne Christian continues to practice and get ready for the semifinals. They yeah, they advanced on. They advanced on. All right. So they had to buy all the way to the uh, semis. So, in all, I believe we have – Seven area teams still in the hunt for titles. We'll go through uh, what to anticipate next week later in the show. Yeah, so not terrible. Um, you got some pretty good, po I guess, some positive results out of there. But 
overall, I just think uh, some of your heavy hitters uh, fell off last night. Uh, boys side, they tip off the first round later today. I believe there are 40 area teams uh, qualified for the postseason. I made a mistake yesterday. It was a little sloppy at the end of this show. 118 teams yeah, in Louisiana. That makes more sense. 118, not 188, with losing records that are in the postseason. Does that make you feel better about the split? Yeah, you TV guys. <laughs> 118 competing for 12 state championships. Hey, uh, you want to do a segment where you try to name all 40 teams that are in the playoffs <laughs> just off the top of your head? That's all right. That would be good radio. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, so there's your high school roundup. We've got a number of uh, high school coaches that will be joining us throughout the show. But first, let's talk a little college hoops and the story that continues to develop. Who saw this coming? ULM on this amazing run. The Warhawks continue to get it done. They have now won five straight, seven of their last eight as they take care of business versus South Alabama last night. Yeah, so it wasn't pretty, but it was a victory. Uh-huh. They had four players in double digits, but... I almost take a, a posit- more positives away from this, the fact that it wasn't pretty, the fact that they shot 62% at the free throw line, the fact that they hit only 8 of 29 three-pointers, the fact they were still able to gut out this victory against a team that they were tied with in the standings in the Sun Belt. That, I take a lot of positives away from that. That tells me right there that this team has learned how to win and can win when things aren't going their way. 66-62 victory. Travis Munnings has been tearing it up last night. He had one of those off nights, just 2 of 12 from the field. He had to get a late free throw to get into double figures. But as Jake mentioned, uh, they figured out a way to win against the South Alabama squad that has been good at home. 6-1 and one going into yesterday's game at home. But somehow the Warhawks go in there and get a victory. They move on now to play Troy. We have some sound from my Keith Richard. We'll play for you later in the show. News not so good for Louisiana Tech on the road versus UTEP. No, uh, so what happened in this game was, they first of all, they fell 74-72, and it was just some costly turnovers, some missed shots, and, and some untimely fouls that really paved the way for UTEP to upset them. Uh, they got uh, two uh, free throws, an uncontested layup, and an offensive rebound, and a putback to close the game out on a 6-0 run to beat Louisiana Tech. They get the putback with uh, just under 15 seconds to go. Tech still has an opportunity at the end, but uh, Boykin's three-pointer was off the mark. This was just uh, UTEP's ninth win on the year. Miners now improved to 9-18 and and 6-11 in conference play. Dogs uh, fall to 16-13 and overall, now 7-9 and in conference USA play. They'll try to get back on track as they go to Texas San Antonio on Saturday. And this was actually the 10th time this season that the Bulldogs have been in a game decided by four points or less. Mm. Kind of reminiscent to the football season. They had so many tight ones. Uh, Daquan Bracey did not play in this yeah. game. Obviously, he's still dealing with that back injury. It's a big blow. Absolutely. Uh, a couple other news and notes, scores from last night. A big win for West Monroe Baseball, correct? Yeah, uh, West Monroe Baseball, they started that sulfur tournament yesterday, and they defeated Barb 8-2. to two. And this is big just because I remember all last year, you know, they faced off earlier in the year and Barb actually won that game. But you saw how West Monroe was gaining all kind of popularity in the the Max Preps national polls and uh, just the kind of season that they had, the win streak that they had. 
these two teams, even though they didn't say it openly, like they were, they were like two dogs staring at each other. They wanted to face off in the postseason. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I just, I know that like they, they had each other on their minds, and then of course it didn't play out that way because Barb was upset early. But uh, so I know this was a, even though it's only the second game of the season for West Monroe, it was still a really big game for them to go and beat Barb and Sulphur. That's that's quite a feather in their cap. Uh, Jonathan Snugs got the victory on the mound. He pitched. Uh, four and two-third innings and only gave up one run. Chase Dejon had a monster game, was three for four with four RBIs. He had a double and a homer. also want to mention I made a trip out to OCS yesterday. The only wrestling team in Northeast Louisiana. Pretty darn impressive what they accomplished this year and what they've done over the course of the last uh, three or four years. Four individual championships in the state wrestling finals. I mean, we're talking about a squad that literally had nine members. They would have had actually one or two more wrestlers just to get a few points. They would have been walking home with the state championships. Where this program has come in the last uh, decade, pretty darn amazing, and they're the only one in northeast Louisiana. Happy for those kids. We've literally been visiting with them every year and have watched the progression of this team and to watch four of them now walk away as state champions. Well done. Yeah, very awesome. Very awesome to see them accomplish that. And like you said, them being the only – wrestling team in our area i think we're all rooting for him uh richie he comes strong we read the article and of course the story with the yahoo sports and the investigation and the improper money uh, being distributed in college basketball and we'll get into it more but uh richie right away says your day as a sports fan <laughs> it's your day as a sports fan as long as you're not into lsu basketball that was revealed that uh tim quarterman he's worth sixteen thousand dollars uh no well they thought he was so according to documents that were obtained by yahoo quarterman received sixteen thousand dollars from andy miller the guy that's been you know under investigation by the fbi uh but he did not sign with him um he ended up signing with aaron turner of Verus management i don't know what all this means but uh i want to i want to look at that article a little bit later when we have more time and I don't. Again, I don't know how you fix this. Like you've got big names like Markel Fultz was in there too, you know. Those of you know, Markel Fultz is now with the Sixers and has been hasn't had the greatest start to his NBA career because he can't be healthy, he messed up his shot. And uh, anyway, this is this is really damaging for college basketball. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We got another a couple other texts here. We'll get to in a minute. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Got a pretty good guest list uh, today. 745, Louisiana Tech's Lane Burroughs will join us. Diamond Dogs go back on the diamond for a series this weekend. Mother permitting. Also, uh, ULM. Uh, Mother Nature. Yeah, what I say? Mother. Mother. <laughs> ULM has moved up uh, their games. They're going to play a doubleheader today against uh, Northern Kentucky. First uh, pitch in that one slated for 11 o'clock this morning. We'll do a college baseball wrap-up, including Lane Burroughs. He will join us at 745, Mother Permitting. Mother Permitting, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Mother lets him play. Uh, college uh, high school hoops. Uh, Kyle Hill from West Monroe will join us. His Rebels are on the road. He'll join us at 815. Josh Brown, how about Simsboro? They are loaded this year. They've got a first-round bye. He will join us at 8.30. Joey Trappé for at 8.45. Of 
We got a number of clips from uh, Keith Richard on the big win last night and a couple of high school coaches, mother permitting. Mother permitting, yeah. Also, did you see Drexel overcame a 34-point deficit last night? Really? To beat Delaware. Not that anybody's keeping track of Drexel and Delaware, but this was the largest Division One comeback in history. Delaware was actually up 53-19 to with two minutes left in the first half. Delaware pulled in Atlanta. Yes, they did. How much time was left? So, two minutes, two thirty-six left in the first half. They were up fifty-three to nineteen, and Drexel came back and won that game, making history. Eight at eight nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash Text Line. The Morning Drive returns. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, biked, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. No good. Rebounded by Jai. He'll get it up to Lee. Lee will heave up a three. It is no good off the back iron. The Warhawks keep their winning streak going. Now five straight and seven of their last eight as they go on the road and beat the South Alabama Jaguars tonight, 66-62. to Dick White, voice of the Warhawks with the call. Warhawks continue to streak along. Nice road win against South Alabama last night. Who would have really saw this coming? I mean, I go back to that Troy game. They're down by 14 at the half. The only reason I stuck around for the second half, to be honest, they still had some pizza left in the media room. <laughs> oh, so so I stopped on. by and had a couple slices, and I was like, well, I'll stay a little bit in the second half. And next thing I know, they go on an amazing run the second half with a smaller lineup. 
And ever since then, it's been a different team. Really has been. And like you said, nobody's really saw this coming. My thing is, if you want to spin it forward, Aaron, you you look at it and you look at the conference tournament and you think about, you know, can ULM win this thing? Can ULM continue this hot streak? Like you said, nobody saw this win streak coming. But I think everybody looks at ULL as the team to beat, yeah, right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. They've only and, lost one game. And and you, we've already seen what they've done to ULM this year. But As we've seen in any conference tournament, though, it's not a given that they'll make it to the finals. It's not. They could slip up or, I mean, ULM could continue this, this hot streak. I, I really do look at last night as a major positive for this team because – yeah, the the past couple of weeks they've been feeling it. Like you, whether it was Travis Munnings or Sam McDaniel, like they've been riding these two players who have been spectacular. Neither guy really had it last mm-hmm. night. They they each had off nights and they were still able to pull it out and grit it out. I think you can take a lot of positives from that. Uh, Munnings was two for twelve from the field. Uh, McDaniel was five of twelve from the field. The offensive numbers, ugh. Uh, field goal percentage thirty six percent, three point shooting. 27%. They even struggled at the free throw line. Yeah. 62%. They're 18 of 29 from the charity strike. So about as ugly as it could get. But. They get the victory. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And they get the victory on the road against a really good team. Yeah. Uh, Nick had a chance to visit with uh, Keith Richard. And we're going to share a little bit of this audio courtesy of ULM's radio network. Here's just a, a portion of Keith Richard. He's a happy camper, even though it was ugly. They win 66-62. Check out his response as he's checking out the stat sheet. Two nice moments of offense, just a few, and just enough uh, to go along with our defense that uh, helped us win that game. And, you know, even even at the free throw hunt, Coach, it was, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the league at the charity stripe. They, you know, they got there 11 times, hit eight of them. We're one of the better teams at the line, but it wasn't going down from the start with Sam Mack missing three of his first well, four. 35% from the field, not very good. 27% from the three-point line, not very good. 62% from the free-throw line, not very good. A four-point win. Outstanding. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. And, uh, you know, that's just the way we got to look at it. And I'm not going to get bent out of shape at all, not even a little bit, about uh, the offensive end tonight, our team. I think when you to have a good team and a good season, you got to win some games like this. The teams that do have good seasons and 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 you know good records along the way, they win some games like this where everything wasn't just pitcher perfect and they had to find a way and they had to do it on the defensive end. And uh, I thought we did that. I thought, you know, speaking of the defensive end, you know, Sykes had 14 at half, and he has five in the second half. Marvin did an outstanding job now. He, he was locked in there. He was tired, but he was locked in. Mm, he's in a good mood. He's in a great mood. He's mellowing. He told us uh, earlier this week. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Usually, uh, even though it was a win, that would still eat at him a little bit in terms of nitpicking the victory. But he said, not going to let him bother him this time around. Well, it's fun because, I mean, this these group of guys stayed the course, right? I mean, it would have been easy to throw in the towel at, with the way the season had, had gone earlier this, this season. But they didn't. They, they kept battling, and sure enough, it, it started going their way. And so I think he enjoys that. He enjoys seeing the fight out of his team. And like he said, when things aren't going your way and you have to get it done on the defensive end and you just have to grit it out like that, that's a fun victory for, for your team. I mean, that's that's great to see as a head coach that your guys didn't, didn't phone it in. Hey, it wasn't their night, but they still found a way to make it work. 
All right, so up next they get Troy, a Trojan squad that put up a fight last night versus uh, the Raging Cajuns. They only lost uh, 81 to 76. Yeah, and so they're still tied in fourth place. So, yeah, this is going to be a big-time game this weekend. And speaking of the Raging Cajuns, I, I didn't really finish my initial thought earlier uh, about the conference tournament, how they are the team to beat. But it's like you said, anything can happen. Anything can happen. They can slip up. And with the way ULM, you asked the question, who would have saw this run coming? No one would – I guess after what seeing what happened with ULL earlier this year, no one would give ULM a chance to really win the conference tournament with ULL in there, right? But, but nobody saw this run coming. This this seems to be a, a much different team. I give them a fighting chance, even if they do have to go through the raging cages. I give them a fighting chance, and that's what's fun. You know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, and this team really has a chance to make the postseason. Uh, take care of business Saturday against Troy. Then, of course, they'll come back home versus Little Rock and Arkansas State. You got an opportunity to really go into the postseason tournament on a serious oh, yeah. run. Hey, it probably wouldn't hurt if you started promoting this uh, home series uh, next week versus uh, Little Rock and Arkansas State. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get those jabs in there. Well, I'm just saying. I know. I know. Uh, anything less than 2,500, 2,700 people on that Thursday night would be a disappointment. It would be. Yeah, with the way this team has played, it would be. And, look, it's up to the school to get out there and promote. Uh, they are promoting. There's a, a commercial running for the baseball series this weekend. Well, that's a, that's a nice step forward. One more soundbite from uh, Keith Richard, courtesy of the uh, ULM's radio network. Four. 35% from the field, not very good. 27% from the three-point line, not very good. 62% from the free-throw line, not very good. A four-point win. Outstanding. Absolutely. <laughs> Outstanding. And, uh, you know, that's just the way we got to look at it. And I'm not going to get bent out of shape at all, not even a little bit, about uh, the offensive end tonight, our team. I think when you to have a good team and a good season, you got to win some games like this. My bad. Same clip. So nice. Well, sometimes at 11 o'clock, it's been a long day. You just you forget what you've already edited in send jobs. But it's so good. He so, showed so much emotion. We need to hear it again. That's right. It was so good. It deserved a, a, a second listening. Uh, you look ahead to the college basketball schedule. We mentioned them versus Troy. Tech will try to bounce back from that tough loss last night to uh, UTEP. will go on the road again against the Roadrunners of UTSA. LSU versus Georgia. And then uh, Grambling will continue to try to uh, improve that 11-game winning streak, the longest active winning streak in the country this weekend. Try to get to 12 games and see if they can do it. Nothing else on LSU, Georgia. I figured you were going to go there. What, what do you want me to say? Yeah. You want me to talk about the postseason? Because this, this is what everyone wants to me to say. I'll, I'll just, yeah, LSU's going to make the postseason. They'll probably make the Elite Eight in right. the NCAA tournament. Right. And, uh, yeah, you can co-sign, sign my name, Jake Martin, to right. that. So, there you go. 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll talk a little uh, high school hoops. As we look forward to the first round of the state playoffs, tipping off tonight. Morning drive back after this. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive the dream. Live to drive. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Athletes are always being put to the test. It's how they know they're strong and tough enough, or if there's room to be better. Well, the same goes for car batteries. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing. If your car is having trouble starting, just stop in and get your battery tested on the spot for free. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new battery, you won't have to buy a part you don't need. Stop in today and put your battery to the test. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. So fans out there and listeners that hate the split, you had a uh, score from last night, right? In the <laughs> state quarterfinals of the girls' intense game should go right down yeah. to the wire. A you berth would, into the semis on the line. You would think so. So this is Division Two ball. Uh, the number one University Lab uh, won ninety six to twenty five against Vanderbilt Catholic. Ow! I'll repeat that ninety six twenty five. All right, I'm torn here because you hear scores like that and you do see disparity. And quite frankly, the second round we saw some basketball that was not good last night. Overall, I thought the quality, as you'd expect, was much better. But when you're at a, and I was at the Neville game, and you just see how excited uh, the team is and the girls are and the excitement and the quality of play, I thought it was pretty good. They don't care how many teams they're competing against. All they know is that they're advancing on and they got a chance, an opportunity to play for a state championship. True. And honestly, Aaron, I just remember it being a much bigger deal last year with the scores. Like, I remember last year the scores were just atrocious. It's like we couldn't stop talking about it. We couldn't stop doing you know, couldn't stop adding up uh, or averaging out the, the, the wins and losses and just making fun of it. This year, I don't think it's really been that way. I think it's been much more competitive, um, and especially as you get later on in the rounds. But that score, that score is a bit of an uh, anomaly uh, th- this year because, for the most part, I think they've been uh, pretty competitive. So what you're saying is in uh, 2A, Beekman Charter, who's lost to Ravel twice by, what, 50, 60 points, 
You're giving them a fighting chance. Uh, no. No, I wouldn't give them half a percentage of a chance to be ra- – Rabel's whole starting lineup could be out with the flu. Rabel's still winning that game. Oh, wow. Is that really disrespectful? Beekman Charter, put that on the uh, bulletin <laughs> it's board. Not, listen, it's just how, how, how good Rabel is, and we've seen this play out a couple times, right? Sterling's in a 31 seed versus the two-seed warhorses from Peabody. i tell you what about Sterling's and no – Uh-oh. They – I'm not picking them to win, <laughs> but I'm saying – Look out for them next year. I think they're going to be all right next year because Kyle Henderson's a really good guard. He's just a sophomore. And, you know, poor Sterlington lost uh, C.J. Colvin before the season, who was one of their best players the year prior. So next year you get you get Kyle Henderson a little more help. I think they're going to be okay. Not saying they're going to win District 2-3A because that's a brutal district, but I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't be too discouraged about uh, Sterlington basketball. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a rough season, but I think they'll bounce back next year. Girls hoops, uh, we mentioned the seven area teams now going down to the semifinals in the improved Rapides Coliseum, correct? The new and improved. Yes, yes, and I was Andrea. Uh, Neville will take on South Lafouche if you want to make your uh, schedule out Tuesday at 445. Also on Tuesday, got Delhi versus Arcadia. That's a one versus a four. We mentioned Jonesboro Hodge, a great story there. A number three seed will score off against Manny. Also on Tuesday at 115, Summerfield versus Atlanta. Monday at 445, and Claiborne Christian starts their postseason run <laughs> versus Grace Christian. That one will tip off at 115 on Monday. We look forward to the boys' high school playoffs tonight getting underway. 40 teams in all going after state championships. And we start with the big boys in 5A. And you look at Washita Parish. The Lions is a number two seed. Uh, Natchitoches Central, the number one seed. Of course, a uh, Natchitoches Central squad, a chief squad that Washita just knocked off, what, uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, about two weeks ago they knocked them off. And, you know, Washita, I, I look for them to make a run. And, again, we've been saying it all week. We've said it for a couple weeks because we've kind of gotten – we kind of got a hint of, of – what this bracket would look like, I want to see Washita West Monroe again. I want to see them in the postseason again. I, I don't know if it could top that environment that we saw last year, but if these two teams win tonight, they will play at West Monroe Tuesday, and you know it'll be rocking. You know it'll be memorable. Washita, the two seed, takes on Fountain Blue tonight at the Madhouse. West Monroe on the road is an 18 seed versus Hanville. Kyle Hill, the Rebels head coach, will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's hear a little bit from a Jeremy Madison, Washita's head coach, on what it will take for them to make a championship run. And, of course, I had to poke him a little bit, considering uh, what took place between him and Micah Coleman, Ugh. Natchitoches Central's coach, about two weeks ago. When push came to shove, the <laughs> Lions would not back down. Jeremy Madden, Madison was not about to back down to Mr. Coleman. Here's Jeremy. Uh, it's tough. You know, 5A is always tough year in and year out. And it's going to be more than likely some upsets. So we just got to focus on what we can focus on. Let's uh, start off with Fountain Blue, one game at a time. Confidence-wise, what did the win here against Natchitoches Central, the top seed, do for you guys? Uh, I think it, it boosted us up because uh, playing against those guys, they've been uh, right there in the thick of things every year, not only in, uh, in district, but also in state. They won state championships the last few years. So... Just beating those guys gave us confidence moving forward. Uh, you've certainly pro- shown that you're not going to back down anyone. You tell your players that. We saw it a little bit on the court that night. Is that something you continue to preach, is that we play our style, don't let anybody else change our style? Uh, yes, I tell them guys every, each and every day, just, just do us, you know. 
Come out, don't, don't back down for nobody. Just play Washington basketball. It's been done for years, and so why change it? You want to see a rematch in the championship game? Oh, I would love that. Just so we can recue the video up. Yeah. <laughs> that would be overplayed, surely, by, by the time they end up squaring off. If that was the case, yeah. You know what? He was in the right in that situation. I mean, Coleman was just getting an opportunity he to was, give the officials an earful, and they were discussing such situations and the play that took place. Was it a continuation and one uh, play? And he just wanted to go in there and pipe in and, of course, hear what the discussion was about. He was entitled to be there. Right, and you can't even blame Coleman. I blame the officials for not controlling that situation. That was that was very poorly handled. And the fact that – and we discussed it. The fact that they went from the coaches to the free throw line – and they did it again. Like, they went back and forth. You can't keep having these discussions. You need to know what you called. You need to make that call. You need to stand by it. Having these discussions after the fact aren't helping anything, and that's why you, you kind of saw those two get into a bit of a shoving match. Uh, of all the classifications, uh, 4A may be our weakest uh, division in basketball. You look at West Washington, they're in number 32 seed. Franklin Parish in number 25 seed. Neville, dangerous as always. They always go on the road in the first round. This year's no different. They're a number 20 seed. 20 seed. They'll square up against Warren Easton. And Bastrop's had a nice run. They are a 15 seed. They will actually play host to McDonough 35. In 3A's where we are extremely loaded, all you got to do is look at Wasman a 4 seed, Carroll a 5 seed, Union Parish coming in at number 6, Richwood at number 7. And then you throw in, of course, uh, Gina and Madison and Sterlington. Yeah. I think you have to start with the Wasman and the Wildcats. Uh, even though they've had all this success over the course of the last, uh, especially two years, making it to the state championship game, runner-ups two years in a row, not a lot of people thought that they would be at the point that they are this year, the fact that they ran the table in that competitive District 2-3-8. Well, I don't, so I don't know about – I would have picked – I think I picked Wasman to begin with. I think most people would still pick Wasman before this before the District – but not to stumble one time not and you have to no, go no, to Richwood, no, Union, or to, no, to stumble, to go undefeated in that district is a heck of an accomplishment. But if you're talking about just picking the district champion, I think most people would have picked Wasman just because we, we know what Casey can do. We know what Casey Jones can do with this Wasman team. And though they lost some key pieces, including C.J. Jones, who was you know my, my player of the year last year, even without him, we knew – that Casey would get this team on track because they play defense and he coaches his team up. I mean, he he does. If you want to compare, you know, coaching jobs, I mean, Casey Jones is up there with anybody in the state. I really, I really think that he he does a fantastic job year in and year out. So because of that, we knew that Wasman would be game. Now, to go against the likes of Carroll and Richwood and Union, the type of seasons that they had, and to go through that district season unblemished. That's amazing. That That is really remarkable. And for that reason alone, I think you have to look at this team and you have to look at how it's made up. The fact that they can rotate in, you know, 10 guys. They they, they use their whole bench, it, it seems. I mean, they really do utilize that bench and wear people down because they play that style and because Casey's been there, done that, because a lot of these Wasman players have been to the finals the past couple of years. I mean – why? Why not? Why don't? Why wouldn't you give them a legitimate chance to go and, and become the 3A champions, even if 3A is the most challenging bracket of the tournament? Here's a little bit from uh, Casey Jones on them making another postseason run. Uh, you're like the dean of North, Northeast Louisiana coaches, been here around a while. 
quality, average, above average this year for this area? Uh, basketball this year is, is pretty good, a little bit above average. Um, you got some very good teams, but you got some teams that got some young players that uh, we're going to be good the next two or three years in this area. So uh, uh, I think it's been some good basketball, very competitive games all year. And you look at Class 3A, it's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Look at some of the teams. What's it going to take for you guys to make it? Uh, class 3A is loaded. Um, you always got Peabody sitting there, uh, along with everybody in our district, which I think is a tough district in the state. Then you got the 4A champion Washington Marion dropping down to 3A. Then you got the 2A champion Madison Prep bumping up to 3A. So it's going to be tough, you know what I'm saying? We're going to try to take it round by round and we'll see what happens. Casey Jones, they open up against uh, 29 seed Port Berry tonight at Wasman at Belton Complex. Four versus 29. Don't sleep on Carroll. You may remember that the Bulldogs made it all the way to the semifinals last year mm -hmm. before falling to Wasman. Sure did. And, and this is a very talented team, a team that doesn't have the size that it had last year with Larry Owens, but they do have uh, some really good guard play. And their forwards, when they're on, man, when, the, when, when their forwards are making plays down low, they're really tough to beat. They've just been a little bit inconsistent this year. If they are consistent throughout these playoffs, yeah, they can, they're can. they fully capable of making a run. Jesse Burnett in his 44th season coaching high school basketball. Here's what it'll take for Carroll to advance on. Yeah, we're a little bit better, a little bit further along, I thought, than we would be because we lost some people last year. You know, we made it to the semifinals, and, and we lost three of our top scorers. So some other people have stepped up, and we're doing pretty well. People, I know players and fans like to look at that bracket. They see a potential collision course, right? Boston Carroll down the road. How do you make fans and the players not look at that? Well, I don't think our kids even know it. I don't, I don't show them the bracket. Uh, <laughs> we're more concerned about the team that we got to play Friday out of New Orleans. Because you can't, if you don't beat them, you can't get there. So we just take them one at a time. You've been at this a while now. What year is this for you? Uh, this is my 44. 44. What is the blueprint to win a state championship? My mother told me, and she's passed on, she said, and I told her one time, I said, I was lucky to win that. She said, no, you weren't. She said, you was blessed. You've got to have uh, some luck. You're going to do some things. Uh, some things going to happen along the way, uh, even at the time. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I've won a state championship uh, four times. But Aaron, you know, I lost it five, you know, so you still don't even out. Mm, he remembers the five losses. Mm -hmm. They play Kip Renaissance tonight, 28 seed. Any idea what their mascot is? No, do you know? No clue. Okay. Uh, you think those players found that bracket? Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> uh, we just hope it happens. A quarterfinal matchup between Wasman well, and Carroll. Look, I think we all have a wish list. I yeah. think on that wish list, it's Wasta versus West Monroe in the second round, and followed by Carroll versus Wasta. All right, those are a few of the key matchups for tonight. We'll have more in the 8 o'clock hour, including West Monroe's Kyle Hill will join us at 8.15. Coming up next, it's time to talk a little college baseball. We're looking forward to a huge weekend, including Louisiana Tech back at home. The Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs, joins us after the break on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7.
Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR, Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe, your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe, or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Some call them mud bugs, some call them crawdaddies. Breeders of Delta Style call Catfish Charlie's the best. Crawfish are in season and on the tray at Catfish Charlie's on Louisville Avenue near Office Depot and on 165 North across from Brookshire's. Call this real good, real fresh. Pet Catfish Charlie's real fresh. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor continues to do a fine job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And now joining us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline, a guy that we hope to hear from a lot this year, but the first time this season, Lane Burroughs, Louisiana Tech's head coach. What up, bud? How you been? Hey, guys. How we doing this morning? Doing great. Uh, just uh, doing what baseball coaches do when you got weather in the area, trying to figure out what time we're going to play and everything. Do you feel like a part-time meteorologist during the, the season? Yes, without a doubt. No no question about it. You, that's part of the gig, though. You uh, you come up, cut your teeth in this game, and um, you, know, you envy those basketball coaches sometimes where it's 72 degrees and, and you know you're going to play. So, But, hey, it's part of it. And uh, we, we, we preach control the controllables, and this is one thing you can't control is the weather. So uh, you take that up with God if you have a problem with it, and you just got to go with it and, and uh, make sure everybody's on the same page. But, uh, again, it's just part of the gig and, and what you have to do. Lane, before we get into this weekend's series, let's uh, go back a little bit. You guys opened up on the road out west in Malibu, scoring off against Pepperdine. First of all, how, how does a matchup or a series like this come about? Well, you post it on uh, when you have an opening, and you post it on different websites, college baseball, and I'm very good friends with one of their assistants out there. And He reached out, and uh, we were able to come to an agreement. And Man, can't think of a better place to open up in uh, sunny Southern California right there on the Pacific Ocean and kind of concerned about our guys uh, out there. With uh, It was so beautiful. Uh, I've never been to Malibu. The opportunity, you, you hear how great uh, – the, the facility and the and the, the scenery and the view is and it it lived up to the billing and uh, 
but it was good to go out there. I know the weather was great. They don't have lights, so we uh, we we played all day games, and uh, it, the weather was outstanding. It was right there at sixty five to seventy five degrees, a little breeze off the ocean, and and again, I know there was some people struggling with weather across the country yeah. and getting their games in. So very fortunate and blessed that we were in a place where we were able to get all four games in and without any glitches uh, when it comes to the weather. You finished that series 2-2, two and two, and the biggest talking point, the thing that stands out, your pitching and how well you got your guys, the staff, performed overall. Were you surprised at all about how well your arms did? Probably surprised uh, with four quality starts. And uh, we had another one on Tuesday night. Uh, but we've had five out of the gate in our five games. And that's, to me, a quality start, pitching in the fifth or sixth inning, giving your chance to – your team a chance to win the ball game, and, uh, but I, we felt like going into the season our bullpen would be a strength of the club. Uh, we said it over and over, and uh, lo and behold, our bullpen came in and just uh, was outstanding through the whole series of Pepper Nine and again the other night. You know, I, you point to a situation, uh, Braxton Smith, a young man that's new to the team, and uh, he he had leadoff walk uh, or single, got a leadoff runner on, tried to pick him off, got by the first baseman, guy gets the third, and. We're at third base, nobody out, and he punches out three guys in a row. And that's that's what we talked about earlier in the year. With When we need a punch out, uh, we feel like we have guys in the bullpen that can come in and get you that. Or guys that can sink it beneath your barrel and manipulate a ground ball and get us a double play. And quite frankly, I didn't feel like we had that last year. Uh, once we moved Harris to the rotation, I felt like um, we didn't have many guys down there that you could get a strike out if you needed it or induce a ground ball. We had some some really good arms all rich and those guys and he's back but right now it's not really a lot of electric stuff but it's just good college pitchers who fill up the strike zone and they may be three out guys six out guys but we have depth now and we have we have numerous left-handed arms that can match up against left-handed bats as well and then of course you get back home and a little bit of a short turnaround and you have a matchup against McNeese earlier this week and once again you get another outstanding performance out of your starter what was it like to see your guys perform that well against McNeese squad that uh, year in and year out is pretty darn good? Yeah, and David Leal is a guy that uh, he didn't put up great numbers in junior college last year, so there's a concern. He got here in the fall, and he absolutely sliced our guys up uh, in the fall, and he did the same thing here early in our spring training, uh, pre-spring, and uh, so he, he, he won that midweek starting role at the main thing with him, and it's, it's it's simple and it's elementary, and we talk about it. He fills up the strike zone. He can command his fastball, and you know that's what I tell young pitchers. I, I never pitched at a high level. I'm not a pitching coach, but as a head coach, uh, you need to command your fastball if you want to pitch for us. And he does that, and he has two other pitches to go with it, and and uh, he, he he knows how to pitch. He can uh, manipulate barrels and get beneath them, and and uh, he can keep you off balance, and that's his job. And um, again, it, it was good to see him go out. We only offensively we scored in the one inning. We had the five spot, and you want to be able to put teams away, especially good teams like McNeese. But uh, we'll take the win, and obviously, and uh, we just need to do a better job of, of putting pressure on the defense and, and putting teams away. I know your your new pitching coach Corey Barton, who we're very familiar with, will put, give all the credit to his pitchers and his players. But what has he meant to your staff so far? He's making it look real easy early on. We give him a hard time, and, um, you know, it's a long season, but Corey's done a tremendous, tremendous job. You know, to me, Aaron, I may be a little different, but I think in our coaching profession and at any level, at any sport, I think, you know, majority of it's relationships and and, and uh, building that trust with your with your players 
more so than going out and getting a guy that claims or everybody says is the guru, the pitching. And that's what Corey does. I mean, he, he has a great relationship with those guys. I think being new, that that's uh, able to build that trust. And, and uh, some of these guys on our staff, they're on their – third pitching coach since they've been here so you know that can be kind of tough on them and uh he's just been phenomenal the way he communicates communication is a weapon we talk about that all the time and that's that's the phrase we use uh we can't let have a breakdown in communication and i think he does a tremendous job with that he lets these guys run their show man he, he doesn't come in there and try to micromanage and and break them down and tell them you got to do this and he lets them uh, see what they're successful with and what their strengths are and they go with it and i, I think that's really important Lane Burroughs, head coach of uh, Louisiana Tech, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, uh, fans that come out to your games this year, especially early on, probably need to get a, a roster because you've had enormous amount of turnover at the number of graduations you had last year. What's that been like with the turnover you've had and kind of getting all the pieces to fit together early on? It's different. The main thing you worry about as a coach, and it, it, quite frankly, it was one of our, our biggest worries coming into the season is we we went we got a lot of junior college guys. And when you get new players uh, in a locker room together, there's a lot of alpha males in that locker room and, and a lot of good players in high school or junior college, and you worry about the chemistry and how they're going to mesh. And, you know, guys come in there and want to show everybody they're the guy. But, uh, honestly, this has been outstanding. These guys have done a great job. I don't give the coaches credit. Our guys, our, our young men have, probably one of the closest teams chemistry-wise. Um, you can just tell they like each other. They pull for each other. and That was one of our biggest concerns, and that, these young men have done a great job. Of, you can tell it in the ball games. I tell them you may be faking it, but they're doing a great job. And you can just tell they want to win. They want to be part of a winning program and, and win a championship. we got seven guys on our team, Aaron, that have won junior college national championships. Mm-hmm. So they know how to win, and they've won at the highest level. And and, uh, but it, it does make it tough, but uh, these young men have meshed well, and they're all after the same goal, and they've made it easy on our coaching staff uh, here in the early part of the season. Lane, is it 24, 25, something in that range of, of newcomers on this team? It is. We brought in uh, right around that 24, 25 new guys. And, and uh, again, it's uh, I told somebody the other day, I grew up in East Mississippi watching the Bear Bryant show, and he used to, call them by their numbers if they look at number four there and i feel like that's me sometimes it, it, he didn't even know their names but uh i don't think it's quite that bad but uh, you know it's you do as you said you you might want to have a roster and, and uh the way some of these young men are performing early and some guys are struggling they're scuffling out of the gate and they'll get it going baseball's a humbling game and, and uh but they'll these fans and everybody they'll know their names by the end of the year and, and uh we're just again we're out of gates early here and it's a long season, but I'm, I'm really pleased with the way our guys are performing and playing here in the early going. All right, I don't know squat about SIU Edwardsville. That's a three-game series, Mother Nature permitting this weekend. I do know they're named the Cougars. What are you anticipating from them? Well, they got a new coach, and Sean Lyons, he does a great job. And um, They went down to southeastern Louisiana last weekend and opened up, and they were able to get a game against a really good team that I respect, and, and uh, they do a great job down there, so it's you know, we, we one thing we preach, and it's probably one of those coach big deals, but with the nameless, faceless opponent in the other dugout, and especially in the early part of the season, uh, Aaron, it's you kind of the scouting reports are not as in depth, and you kind of have to worry about your club more than the other. And, and uh, one thing's for sure, we know they're going to come out and be ready to play there in the South. And um, I was talking.
talking to their head coach yesterday, and they've had bad weather to deal with and hadn't been outside a lot. So I know they're going to be excited just to be in a warmer climate and to be able to play. And and uh, all these games are important. Uh, they're they're going to come out and come after us. And when you're in college baseball and you play 56, it's it's not like professional baseball. They're all important, every one of them. And we try to preach that to our guys. And uh, we're just looking for a good series. And you know, Lord willing, and like you said, Mother Nature will get all of them in. And, uh, this weekend, and we'll do everything we can to play all three. Elaine, I'm always curious in a, a non-conference series against a team, is it a case where your scouting report kind of evolves over the weekend on how you adjust or how you pitch a, a different hitter? It really does, uh, and especially this, this early in the season. There's just not a lot of um, information out there. You know, you you reach out to the teams they've played and, a lot, of, a lot of programs have video and online streaming now, so you're able to watch some stuff. But um, it does kind of evolve. That's a great point as the as the weekend goes on. and um, you, you really don't know what you're going to see. You may get one report from somebody, another one on an arm, and it looks totally different from somebody else. And from year to year, you know, we, we faced a young man last weekend that missed the entire season. Um, he pitched one inning, got hurt uh, last year in Pepperdine's opening game, and he had a tremendous, tremendous arm. We, there was just nothing on him. You just had to navigate the game. And, and uh, I, like I tell our guys, when a new arm comes in the game, he's giving you the best scouting report when he's warming up. Just watch him. And uh, but yeah, it, it's very limited in the information that you can get early on. And, and uh, as the season progresses, more stuff gets out there, and you learn more. But that's just part of the early, early season process. Lane, final question. This isn't your first rodeo. You've been around this game for a while now. As this college baseball season gets warmed up and gets going, what do you consider the state of college baseball right now, how strong it is compared to perhaps five, ten years ago? It couldn't be in a better position. I think uh, college baseball right now, as far as fan support, uh, support from administrations across the country, and and uh, they realize that now you can make money uh, in baseball. You can uh, People are going to come out and watch it if it's a good product. People are watching it on TV and and now we just talked about every game you're about uh, is on TV in some way. You can you can pull it up online or, or whatever. And you know we had our coaches convention in January and six thousand coaches show up and it's just it's just in a great great place. And I appreciate you bringing that point up. It's uh, um, probably as good a, a spot we've been in. There's still some things we can do to make our game better, and and our people are working on that. Our ABCA uh, baseball the coaches association do a tremendous job and. And uh, right now we're just in a great place. It's a fun game. It's 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 uh, it's good for the fans. And again, it's uh, really pleased with where our game is right now. And for crying out loud, when, when are you going to give you more scholarships in baseball? You mentioned how profitable it is. There's got to be a point where uh, you guys are going to be able allowed to have more scholarships to, to deal out. And we need an hour to talk about this here. But you're right. I mean, it's uh, you. You talk about 11.7 scholarships amongst a 35-man roster, 27 on eight, and eight walk-ons, and that's mandated across the board. And you know, I wasn't really good in math uh, growing up. I'm more of a history English guy, and um, it, it, it forces you to really crunch those numbers and and break it down. And it, it's it's just part of the deal. It's kind of like we talked about with the weather. You grow up and cut your teeth in this game, and when you're a young coach, you, you know how to deal with it. You figure it out. And uh, but yeah, it would be nice. Uh, for our young men to have more scholarship available, and uh, but that's part of the gig as well. And I think that's something that's in the works, and hopefully on down the road we'll see that improve as well as the game continues to improve. 
Lane, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll see you soon, bud, and uh, we'll be paying close attention to Twitter and other uh, social networks to see the schedule later today for you guys. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. You bet. Lane Burroughs, Diamond Dogs head coach. Good stuff. So, Aaron, I'm naturally curious. With most of the baseball games being put online, if you don't go out to a college baseball game, are you not watching it? You, yourself. I'm not asking about. I'm getting better with that technology, man. You figured it out? Uh, I haven't figured it out. but you have to get, Do you have to, like, is it one of those things where you have to, like, get your wife to come put it on for you? <laughs> Babe, the game's starting. Can you please put it on? Watch ESPN. I watch a little bit more or pay attention to more of the game tracker than anything else right now. Got a lot of uh, things going on. No, at night, there's a lot of different elements going on. It's just not typically one game when I'm back in the office. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about like when you're at the house. Lord help you, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Look at Jake, man. Just just throwing shade at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. It's Friday, man. Be in a better mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a playful mood. You, you you can throw it, but you can't uh, take That's it. That's right. Dish it, but can't take it. Someone uh, to tell her. Uh, the playful Jake Martin returns in the eight o'clock hour. You can hit us up at the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN nine seven seven dot com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.